أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان في يوسف وإخوته آيات للسائلين إذ قالوا ليوسف وأخوه أحب إلى أبينا منا ونحن عصبة إن أبانا لفي ضلال مبين وقتلوا يوسف أو اطرحوه أرضا يخل لكم وجه أبيكم وتكونوا من بعده قوما صالحين صدق الله العظيم discussing some selected ayat of surah yusuf ali salatu wassalam the incident of yusuf ali salatu wassalam is well known from childhood days generally people hear about it but again the quran sharif is not just for the sake of giving some historical facts Quran Sharif is there for Ibrat. Surah Yusuf is part of the Quran Sharif and will remain there till Qiyamah and the whole Quran Sharif is there for Hidayat. And we have been encouraged very much to make excessive Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. So one is Tilawat, Tilawat, Tilawat. So Tilawat itself is Maqsood. Tilawat itself is a requirement that a person should increase as much as possible in the Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif that has its own specific benefits together with the Tilawat being maqsood in itself the lessons that come from the Qur'an Sharif are also to be taken so now a person is repeatedly going to be reciting the Qur'an Sharif so he will repeatedly take the lessons also so this surah of the Qur'an Sharif is unique in some ways as mentioned yesterday and the incident of Yusuf is mentioned in detail in sequence and this is the only surah where it is mentioned there's no incident of Yusuf, incident of Yusuf mentioned anywhere else so here Allah Ta'ala mentions the incident <coughs> when Yusuf Salam's brothers sat down to start discussing something. Prior to that, the first ayat of this ruku Allah Ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي يُوسُفَ وَإِخْوَتِهِ فَوَإِخْوَتِهِ فَوَإِخْوَتِهِ آيَاتٌ لِلسَّائِلِينَ That with regards to Yusuf Salam and his brothers, there are numerous signs, ayat, for those who ask. Who are those who ask? One is in terms of the occasion when these ayat were revealed, when the surah was revealed according to some of according to some of according to some of Asirin, it was the question of the Jews they came and as a test to try and test Rasulullah and the purpose they the purpose that they intended or what they mentioned was that if he answers this question then it's a sign that he's a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala so they came and asked about the incident of Yaqub and Yusuf and what became the reason for the family of Yaqub leaving Sham and coming to Egypt. Now there was no discussion, no knowledge of this anywhere 
in Makkah Mukarramah and this surah was revealed in Makkah Mukarramah and there was no sign of any scriptures of the Torah etc that had these details in Makkah Mukarramah at that time so it was not possible for a person to have gained this information from anywhere around him so Rasulullah upon the revelation of the surah recited the whole surah to them so this was a clear sign that this could only have come by wahi no other way so on that note the sa'ilin refer to those people who came to ask but on a broader level sa'ilin till qiyamat till qiyamat those who will be people who will ask ask in which sense who will have some talab who will have some talab they are searching to learn about and gain the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala learn about the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala, understand the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala, what can we understand but to gain some recognition, some understanding Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat in all the various doings in the whole universe so those who will have this Talab this one Surah also has numerous lessons in there so these Sa'ilin till Qiyamah will come the lessons among the many lessons, the first lesson that commences here is that Allah Ta'ala is highlighting that here there was one person among so many others, ten others and the one, the one person was the victim of jealousy the rest were now jealous over him the one person who was the victim of jealousy how he eventually was still the one who Allah Ta'ala elevated how those who tried to do whatever they wished to do and get rid of him how they became debased and disgraced how they reached their destruction so this is one lesson only apart from this there's numerous lessons throughout so this is the whole object of the Quran Sharif that not just to recite the ayat the meaning of the ayat just to get a translation and that's the end of it but there's lessons Allah Ta'ala is giving us lessons here the first incident deals with this malady of hasad and jealousy that sat into their hearts what was this discussion of theirs that they sat down to discuss now that we are the strong are the strong young sons of our father we do all the work we take care of all the needs everything we are doing but his attention is more in the direction of the youngest brother Yusuf Salam. so this doesn't fit in إِذْ قَالُوا لَيُوسُفُ أَخُوهُ أَحَبُّ إِلَىٰ أَبِيْنَا مِنَّا وَنَحْنُ عُسْبَىٰ Yusuf and his brother Binyamin, they are the ones who have become the more the, the recipients of all the attention وَنَحْنُ عُسْبَىٰ We are that strong group who are doing all the work and taking care of everything so why is this lopsided situation? The issue is that one is justice, fairness, equality that is in the control of insan 
And the other aspect is natural affection that is not in his control of how much it will be where because the heart is not in his control. So as long as a person is being just, he's being fair, he's not committing any oppression, not committing any injustice, so he's not accountable for something that is not in his control. Rasulullah used to deal with all, deal with all his chaste wives, Ummahatul Mu'mineen, deal with them with complete justice and fairness, give each one their share of the, of the time without any injustice at all, then Nabi Sallallahu would say, Ya Allah, this is the distribution that is in my control, so don't take me to task for that which is in mask, for that which is in mask, for that which is in your control, not in my control. Meaning the natural affection of the heart, if it is more somewhere, that is not in my control, that is in your control. But what is my control to deal with justice and equality, not to favor one over the other in terms of the rights that I've done. I have fulfilled that to the full extent without any deficiency whatsoever. So what is in my control I've done. What is not in my control, Ya Allah, don't take me to task for that. It's not in my control. So coming back to this aspect here, that this jealousy is one of the very major maladies of the heart. Very major. It's a gunai kabira, major sin. But this highlights how important it is, number one, to detect the maladies of the heart, and number two, to treat it. Number one, to detect it. Detection is not something so straightforward, especially when it comes to aspects like hasad, malice, etc. One considers the wording of the Hadith Sharif where Rasulullah said Dabba ilaykum da'ul umami min qablikum al-hasad wal-baghda Dabba ilaykum Dabba, the word Dabba is generally used for the walking of an ant and very very how, how many people can hear the walking of an ant walking of an ant even if a person puts his ears right there ears right there where he and Sometimes forget one, there might be hundreds of ants walking around him, but if he didn't see it, he'll never know. So silent and so subtle. Sometimes a person just suddenly sees a whole lot of ants somewhere, where they came from, he has no idea. But it's there. Hundreds, thousands of ants can't make any, no sign of it, where it came from. So that is the message that is being given here, that this can be so subtle, can be very, very subtle. Dabib, Dabibun Nabal, Dabibun Nabal, that walking of that ant. In another instance also the same word is used in the description of Riya. Mullah Ali Qali Rahmatullah describes it in that same manner with the same word. Ya adakku min Dabibun Namlati Sauda ala Sakhrati Samma fil Laylati Zalma. That this riya and ostentation and want of name and recognition, etc., is more subtle than the walking of a black ant on a dark rock in a pitch black night. In other words, who can see it and who can hear it? 
Number one, it's an ant walking. Who can hear it? And then if it's a dark ant on a dark rock, on a totally dark night, moonless night, so who can see it? So meaning so subtly these things creep in. And therefore, if a person is casual about these things, does not keep checking, reflecting, presenting, these things are detected in the light of symptoms. The maladies of the heart are detected generally in the light of symptoms. There's no wahi that anybody will get. The person himself, if he has that deep insight about his own conditions and in the knowledge of what has been expressed in the Quran and Sunnah, he has that knowledge as well, he might be able to detect something. And together with that, he is searching sincerely, not in the manner that a person is just casually just, well, thinks about himself as fine, but just a very, very cursory and cursory and cursory and casual reflection that too won't pick up anything. But like a person, sometimes they say that scan, that, that X-ray too doesn't pick it up, and then that CAT scan doesn't pick it up, so you know, you'll have to go for an MRI scan. So now that X-ray and that CAT scan too is failing in that regard. It requires something even more sophisticated. So these are also very subtle things. And it requires the detection, detection by experts, by people who have understood it, have in the light of experience understood what the symptoms are, how this unfolds in day-to-day incidents, in actions and reactions, and they will point out to us that, look, this is the problem, this is the underlying issue, this is where this is stemming from. So this is with regards to the spiritual maladies in general, that they are very subtle, and some are even more subtle than others. Some things are very easy to detect. For example, a person has an anger problem, so that keeps showing itself out everywhere. And that anger problem becomes easily understood, there's anger problem here. Many a person will himself openly admit, I've got anger problems, I've got anger problem. But certain things are very, very subtle. And here also in this hadith, Nabi Salaam is giving us that same message. That this is very subtle, very subtle, very subtle. Dabba ilaykum da'ul umami min qablikum. That the malady of the, pre- malady of the previous nations has crept into you. The word crept. Creeping something very, very silent, very quiet. person didn't even know where it came from and when it came. But it's already there. Now if a person doesn't take the effort to treat it. The first part was the detection. So to start off with, if a person is not even conscious it's there, so where will the thought of treatment even cross the mind? And then if he feels okay, there's a problem somewhere, but then doesn't treat it, what will become the case? It will just escalate, just grow, just become worse by the day. So the treatment, if that treatment is not undertaken, then one thing becomes many things. One thing becomes numerous things. Now to understand it again in the light of this ayat, these are things that have been discussed previously, but again the same purpose to take these lessons to heart, to try and help myself and us to get to the root of these issues and to uproot, inshallah, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, these spiritual maladies. So here this hasad came in, 
from the hasad what happened already the hasad gave rise to badgumani badgumani in what that our father is unjust whereas that wasn't the case he wasn't unjust he was fair he was doing what was within his control in terms of justice in terms of giving everybody their due rights what was not in his control is not in his control that's not injustice the inclination of the heart is not in a person's control so if the inclination is in a certain direction that's not injustice but he's still dealing with everybody fairly that's the important thing so number one this very serious malady of badgumani of having suspicions and ill thoughts of somebody else that to about who about the nabi of allah taala then plotting and planning against somebody that is such as major sin at the same time here now they are sitting to plot and plan uqtulu yusuf aw tarahuhu ardan yakhlu lakum wajhu abikum wa takunu min ba'dihi qawman salihin allah just now kill him off or take him and throw him away into some far off land so that from there now somebody will just take him away somewhere and he'll be out of the equation so you will have all the attention of your father for yourself now plotting and planning against somebody plotting harm against someone that's a second sin now further down as the ayat then proceed 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 now how to get to put this into action so they come and then deceive a nabi of allah taala deceive hazrat yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam that no we want to just take him along to go and have a good time so please send him along with us malaka la ta'manna ala yusuf wa inna lahu lanasihun we have his welfare heart we are his well wishes we want to take him and have uh, some fun time with him so why are you preventing him so let us go along with him now this was the outer appearance they gave of being well wishing well wishes for him but within was this plot and plan that now how we can get him out of the father's side then we can do what we have to do so now this deception so that hasad now started off with badgumani badgumani that badgumani then together with that it led to this plotting and planning against somebody then plotting also what to kill the person then to come and deceive a nabi of allah taala then to go and finally because of the intervention of one of the brothers the eldest brother yahuda they decided okay not to kill him but to throw him into a well and then from the well he will be picked up perhaps by some passers by and taken away so at least he'll be out of our sight fine that is sufficient our whole objective is to get him out of sight so that too is enough fine we'll throw him in the well that too is nevertheless is and giving taklif and causing harm to a person and then to who to one's own brother this is qati rahmi sila rahmi is to join family relationships this is totally severing it in such a major way and this is such a major sin also that in the hadith sharif it comes one narration is reported that allah taala's mercy does not come upon a community wherein somebody has severed family ties now the person that committed it is one person but that becomes such a barrier over the whole community that the rahmat of allah taala does not descend that kind of rahmat which comes down upon a community as a community 
Individually, the person, whoever, mashallah, is doing what he's supposed to do, he'll get something. But there are certain things which the whole community as a community need. Or they get deprived. So now this one sin, what a... Now, outwardly, <coughs> somebody is committing some other major sin, which is obviously major, and there's no way that it should be regarded as anything small in any way, a person is involved in drinking, in gambling, a person is involved in these kind of major sins, involved in zina, so these are major problems, very very serious. Now if this gets somehow exposed, then this is the end of the person's izzat, and obviously it's a serious thing, it's a very serious thing, and the whole society looks down upon him, should be looking down upon the sin definitely, not the sinner, but nevertheless that person gets written off. So indeed it's serious, very serious. But if somehow it becomes, a person might even admit it on his own, that he has jealousy in his heart, most people just brush it aside, it's bad. You brush it aside. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Or they'll just maybe even talk about it a little bit and forget about it. But if the person is committing some of the other sins, it will often get confined to one sin. Sometimes it might lead to some other sin too. And this one sin is so deep that it gives rise to so many numerous sins repeatedly. Because that is a fire, is a fire that burns. Now it will keep giving rise to, giving rise to so many sins. It will repeat, it will repeatedly bring. Now if the person can't harm the one who is feeling jealous over, he can't do something to harm him directly, he'll harm him in some other way, in a more subtle way, subtle way in the sense that behind his back, he'll now make some ghibad about him, to try and somehow drop him in some way, so he'll make some ghibad, some other way, he'll be looking for his faults, and then go and mention that some way make ghibad. So now ghibad is such a major sin. So all these are stemming from this one sin. Then they went and they did what they did, then they came and lied. Now we went and we were gone ahead a bird, and then that wolf came, and that wolf pounced upon him and devoured him. Now, we know you're not going to believe us. That is the, one of the famous lines of those who are not believable. When there isn't anything to believe about it, then many, many a times, not necessary that it be 100% of the time, but many a times that's the opening statement, I know you won't believe me. So how are you going to be believed if it's not believable? So this is something that started off from the brothers of Yusuf that you won't believe us. But the thing is that this one malady of hasad gave rise to all these issues. They were on the verge of committing murder also. Khair that got averted, deception they committed, that su'uzan, harboring ill thoughts and suspicions about somebody which is also a major sin then lying, deception, lying to who? Lying to a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala, deceiving who? Deceiving a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And then for almost 40 years this whole situation continued until finally Yaqub was reunited with his son. Till then that taklif they gave to him, that grief they put him into. All this stemmed from where? From this one aspect. But this highlights again another more general thing that as severe as the external, external sins are, 
external sins are severe, major sins. Person is involved in drinking, in gambling, in zina. These are all major sins, very serious. The severity of this can be even understood just from the fact that drinking, zina, the theft, the had and the punishment that is meted out in an Islamic state by the law of Sharia to a person who is involved in this, that itself highlights how severe this is. Because these things don't harm the person alone, these things harm him and harm the whole society also. The whole society also. When a person gets involved in these kind of sins, he is not only harming himself, he is harming the whole society. So the whole society must take and take an ibrat from this. That is why these kind of public punishments are then meant to be meted out. Not something that will be done hidden somewhere quietly. That person who has committed zina and he's a married person, then he will be just stoned to death somewhere quietly. No. Must be done publicly. The whole public must know this has happened. This punishment was meted out. So that everybody takes an ibrat. Because this is a sin that harms the whole community. And everybody should understand the severity of it. That apart from that, what is the punishment in the akhirat, unless the person makes sincere tawbah. But that tawbah is in terms of akhirat. In terms of akhirat. <coughs> person made his tawbah between him and Allah Ta'ala, that is the matter. But in dunya, in the Islamic state that has been established, that Toba also will not be a means of now forgiving him from that had, from that punishment. That is not in anybody's prerogative. That is the command of Allah Ta'ala. That highlights how severe these sins are. But as severe as these sins are, these external sins, from the discussion that we've just had, we get the clear understanding of how much more severe the internal sins are. These external sins are very major, but how much more major and severe the internal sins are, the sins that sit deep down in the heart, which don't have any direct physical expression, meaning that you can see that same sin being committed. Like a person is committing murder, you see the action of murder happening. You see him using that weapon, you see him inflicting that harm on the next person. person is stealing, you see the act of theft. He went about, he picked it up, or he used somebody to pick it up, to run away with it. These external sins, that very sin can be witnessed. The internal sin, something else will happen. He will make ghibad, but the underlying cause is that hasad. You can't see the hasad, you can hear the ghibad. You can't see the hasad. You might pick up his lie later on, but the hasad inside you can't see. The, the, the expression in various other ways might be visible, but the underlying issue, which is that ailment in the heart, that is not visible. So these hidden ailments of the heart, how severe these are. Now that is where the issue is, that unfortunately one is, either to start off with even the knowledge of the severity of these things is sometimes lost to us. But how severe this is. Like a person, he never heard the word cancer before. He didn't know what cancer. Our child growing up now, he came of certain age now, and for the first time he's hearing the word cancer. So now he wants to know what cancer is all about. 
Now his little elder brother is saying to him, the person got cancer, then he sometimes coughs and so on. Now he probably, somebody might have had the ailment that that person, he was told this person got cancer and he saw the person coughing. He doesn't know what's the reality of cancer, but he just saw the person coughing, somebody told him this person got cancer. So now he's telling his brother, when a person got cancer, he coughs. So now the person, that other person, that child now, he saw everybody else in the house, sometimes the other got a flu, and they were coughing and sneezing, he also was coughing sometimes. So he thought cancer is another name for a flu. So now in his mind, cancer and flu is one and the same. So now if he hears the word cancer again, and he heard the word flu, he understood the flu all about, a cancer and a flu is one and the same. So the reality of the reality of it, the depth of it, the severity of it, that is lost. Generally, that is the condition in society, in the Ummad, in terms of all these sins of the heart. But the severity is lost. We've heard the name, we've heard some words, we've heard it's a bad thing, not good. But how deep, how severe, how harmful, how destructive, that is generally lost to us. When that is not there, then that cancer is treated like a flu. The flu is okay, he'll just get past it. Just give it two, three days, it'll come right. So that cancer too, we think it'll just come right. But meanwhile, that cancer is eating deeper and deeper into the system. So likewise, these maladies of the heart, that hasad, that riya, that, mal- that malice, and all the various things, start getting deeper and deeper. A person treated like a flu, he'll just come right. So they heard about it somewhere, there's a bad thing, so it'll come right. So to start off with, that knowledge is missing. Then if the knowledge is there, sometimes the knowledge is there, but it's for somebody else, meaning everybody else is afflicted with it. I'm fine. So the detection is lost. I got no problem. Others got a problem. Myself, I'm fine. So we fail to even take note that it's there within us as well. And then if it's there, because we treat it very lightly, there's no effort to get treatment for it to remove it from our system. So this is the message that is being given here. These incidents are mentioned not just for the sake of not just for the sake historical record, but to show how one thing can become so destructive and how far it can take a person and to how many things it can take him. So on a general note it brings it brings back the whole issue of Tazkiyatul Qulub the purification of the heart from all the razail, all the base qualities, all the evil qualities and to the extent that that effort will be made inshallah with the fazal of Allah Ta'ala it's only with his fazal that that tazkiyah is achieved and to the extent that this is neglected then Allah forbid this gets deeper and deeper into the system and then time comes when it gone so deep and it's caused so much of harm and so much of damage then it becomes a major, sometimes like a almost impossible task, except Allah Ta'ala's special grace, that a person can now undo the damage. Sometimes the damage is already done. Perhaps that remedy can still be achieved, but there's so much of damage done. Sometimes as a result, people's marriages have broken. Sometimes people have killed, committed murder already. Now that murder that was committed is done. How that's going to be undone? But that underlying cause was what the issue was. It wasn't that murder in itself that happened, just to happen, no, no, something spurred it on. So therefore, this highlights the importance of making this a maqsood. 
making the tazkiya of the heart maksood, not just as a mustahab thing. Unfortunately, that is generally what the issue is. It's mustahab, like a mustahab. Nah, it's very good. But not that this is maksood. Whereas this is maksood, it's an objective. And it's something to be given that due importance at the level of an objective. Not something on a secondary nature, on a secondary level, but as a primary issue. Allah Ta'ala give us, Allah Ta'ala give us a